Yeah, I can't speak and not move, which is not good for podcasting, but I also, like... It's good for, like, everything else, I think. And it's been... Well, or neutral for everything right. else. Right. I don't really want to be... Like, I don't know. It's fine when people don't move when they talk. I just feel uncomfortable. Hmm. You're like... Like, I don't want to just be, like... It's like the blinking thing. Like an Easter Island head. Like... <laughs> yeah. I move. I just... Whenever I talk, I end up turning my head, usually. Or I try to. That's fair. Imagine. I'm going to go back to my document. That's only words. Only paragraphs. You want to see the today's? You're going to hate it. Oh, my goodness. How do you not lose your... I lose my place with bullet points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's why all of my episodes are so stiff and terrible. That was fishing for compliments. I'm just... I'm shaking my head sadly. <laughs> that's what that is. I'm fishing. Uh, your hair looks great today. <laughs> just kidding. Would yeah. you say it's... I've already told you what we're talking about today. But I don't know how we're going to, like, segue into it. Well, I mean, I feel like we could talk about... We've already done the water bottle, like, personality thing or whatever. We have. On what episode? Why would we do that? Wigs. Because it's... I was saying that water bottles are the new wig. That was my... It's a really hot take. Okay, what about people who exclusive, exclusively use single-use water bottles? To me, that means you are either exceptionally poor or exceptionally wealthy. Wow. Like, I don't think Taylor Swift has a water bottle. Like a... a like a hydro stickers. flask. No, yeah. I don't think she does. I don't think anyone in succession would ever be caught dead with a reusable water bottle. Wow. Rich people don't use reusable water bottles. I think that might be really astute. I'm trying to think. Even, like, I can't imagine... Uh, what's her name? She's in The Good Place. We like her. Kristen, Kristen Bell? Bell? I can't imagine Kristen Bell with a reusable water bottle. Huh. I'm going to have to think about that. Because there are some celebrities who at least, like, pretend to care about the environment. And it's not like a single person's water bottle usage, like, is making a difference. No, it's not. But it's very... Because there was a movie called Marry Me a couple years ago with Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez in it. And there was, like, a... I don't know. It was, like, a BuzzFeed article or something about how there were no... Uh, single-use water bottles used on that set. They were, oh. like, they used swell water bottles. Oh, cool. Which is cool. But then I was like, but how many did you buy? <laughs> yeah, and how many are still being used is right, the question. Right, right. And it was like, we're, we want to, you know, like, spearhead the change. Hollywood needs to start using reusable water bottles. Mm-hmm. I was like, 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 I think I agree. I just don't know that you've made I a think, difference. I think a better thing would be to be like we have a water fountain yeah you can either drink from it or you bring a reusable bottle and you can fill it up you know right, what I mean right and even the reusable water bottle craze like so many are being manufactured and so many people buy multiple yeah I have two because when I camp I need to bring two mm-hmm. you know especially if I'm camping somewhere without like a lot of water so I can have like if I'm hiking in hot conditions, have two be- with me and then, like, yeah, my yeah. camelback or whatever. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Me. So, yeah. So, our topic today is single-use water bottles. Like, plastic, like, mm-hmm. bottled water. I can no- hear it. It's just bottled water. The crunchy ones. I like the ones. Have you ever taken a water bottle and you, like, keep on crackling it until it gets, like, soft? Yes. I have done that. I like doing that. I like twisting it up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. When it's empty or when it's full? uh, I'm saying when it's full. When you haven't opened it yet, you just keep crackling it until it gets soft. I don't think I've done... I mean, I probably have. I don't think you can twist it when it's full, though. No, probably not. Maybe those really cheapo ones, though. Maybe. The Nestle ones. (laughs) Um, That's foreshadowing. This is a secondary question. In school, did you ever... Was it ever a craze to poke a hole in the top of a water Yes, yeah. and then, like... Like, squirt it from far away. Yes! Yeah. Why? I don't know. It was really fun. I think water tastes better when it's like that. See, I was like... Unless you're really thirsty. I was like, everyone's doing this, but, like... It feels nice on the tongue. I want a gulp. Hmm. I don't... And also, I don't think it feels nice on the tongue. But I also don't like water spray of any kind. No, like, you on wouldn't... On my face. Like... And you wouldn't drink from a hose? If it has, like, a solid, like, laminar flow, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if, so on a, like without a without a head, you would. I would drink from a hose, but and I have actually there's a picture of me and Kayleen drinking from a hose that won a photography competition that my cousin entered. Yeah. But if you had like a nozzle on it, no, no, no. I I'd think it tastes better it. that way. Oh, the mist. I hate the mist. I like attachment. the mist. I hate I like the mist. Uh, still not what we're talking about, though. You're going to need to ask me a question. Hey, Becca. Yes? How many plastic water bottles are produced a year? In the world, estimates are between 400 and 600 billion. I don't want you to be more specific. Can we just end it now? (laughs) Can you be more specific? About water bottles, yes. (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) welcome to be more specific we're an entomologist me and a film student me walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered i'm tegan and i'm becca oh wow that's more than the people americans purchase about 50 billion water bottles per year there's 300 million of us that's about 13 per month i haven't purchased a water bottle in years. Wow. I've got like I get distilled water. Yeah. For the pets sometimes. Yeah. I probably purchase like when I forget my water bottle three or four a month. See, which I, is more than I'd like. Because I won't I won't spend money. Because like oh it's a water bottle. I'm not gonna buy a water like that's fair. Part of it it's not just like eco. It's that's also fair. me being um cheap. Well for me it's like a treat because I genuinely think smart water tastes mm. delicious. Or I'll do this sometimes. I'll get a Dr. Pepper. I drink the Dr. Pepper. And then I fill it the bottle with water. Mm. Because I'll pay for a Dr. Pepper bottle, but I won't You're, pay. like, making your own, like, LaCroix. Like, flat Dr. Pepper-flavored LaCroix. You, just, you drink all of it, and then you rinse it out, and then you... Oh, you rinse it, it out. Yeah, I, I thought you like were. I thought. I, I thought you were it. trying to leave some Dr. Pepper essence in there. I drink half there. of the Dr. Pepper and then I fill the rest of the water. That's mortifying that, because I also, like Dr. Pepper flavored water, which I've had before, like on accident, <laughs> as in like I didn't rinse it out first, is disgusting. Which I've had before on accident. <laughs> um. Okay, but I had a Dr. Pepper freeze the other day. Was it good? It Dr. Pepper really only translates it to one, one medium. Place. Have you ever had Dr. Pepper flavored chapstick? I have. And you don't like that either. No. Fair enough. Well, I think part of it is they put they put something in those soda chapsticks to feel bubbly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long time. I think it might be like some kind of citric acid. Yeah. To, like, mimic the sharpness of the carbonation. That can't be good for your skin. It can't. And also, that's not what I like about Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like, give me a vanilla caramel. That's what That's what I like. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Did S ever ask you for chapstick recommendations? No. She, I have so many. I know. I knew you would. My sister called me a couple days ago, and she was like, what kind of chapstick do you use? She was, like, in Walmart, harried. I was like, I, uh, what, like, whatever's nearest to me. Oh, my gosh. And also, like, I have chapstick on my wallet now, and I still don't use it very often because I, it just doesn't occur to me. I have to because I've started getting those splits. Right. And my lips are always chapped, but I just feel like it's just the way it is. My lips are chapped right now. Like, I'm so used to it, it doesn't occur to me for them to not be chapped. I use Aquaphor... And it's like liquid. That sounds because good. it's basically petroleum jelly, mm-hmm. and like chapstick. I just feel like it's a layer on top. I want it to seep in. That's why I like the Aquaphor. I feel like it. It does. Yeah, as opposed to like a Burt's Bees. I feel like it's just kind of. I got a lot of Burt's Bees. I got I a lot of. I got a lot of Blistex. I I don't I probably use... have like seven chapsticks in my house right now. I don't use anything with menthol mm-hmm. for my lips because. Uh, it's bad for embouchure for like brass players. Right. You're not supposed to use like Carmax or is, whatever. Is chapstick worth an episode? Should yes. We, should, oh my gosh. We should we put should. a pin in this. Pin in chapstick, okay? Um, Becca, edit all of the chapstick talk out. All of it? All of it. Or, or <laughs> leave it to where we're like, should we do a chapstick episode? <laughs> that was the plan. Excellent. Because I kind of like having like these moments of realization in our episodes yeah where it's like oh another topic it feels organic another thing that interests us it is i'm not like other girls i'm interested in a variety of topics (laughs) (laughs) um okay but 
bottled water. I still haven't done nail polish. That's um, weird. It is weird. I think it's maybe too important to you. <laughs> like, I'm not just going to take on, like, film history, you know? God, that's so funny. <laughs> I've done, like, lice and stuff. And, like, <laughs> I've well, done mosquitoes and you're like, nail polish? Different echelon. <laughs> well, and I was also thinking, well, there's some things that are just for you, you know? Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about doing, like, history of podcasts today because I couldn't figure out what to do. And I was like, I think that needs to be, like, our last episode. Oh. You know? That'd be sad. I don't want to plan that. Well, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, the, if we do but it's have like the a white last whale. episode. Yeah. yeah. Never to be achieved. Um, oh, but, so, yeah, obviously I was, like, searching for topics, as I always am. And last time I was in the shower. Is, I'd like to point out, we have a document. With, I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the things on there. You helped put many of them. And, and you don't like them anymore? Yeah. Do they lose their shine? I'm flighty. the document? Once you write something down, it stops being, like, it's not personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to continue using the document. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, so shampoo, I was in the shower, I saw a bottle of shampoo, bam, shampoo episode. Today, I was looking around at my belongings, I was in the library, what do I see? A bottle of water. Her Papa Bear Life is Good water bottle. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a bargain brand um, hydro flask. It's life is good, so it might have even been more expensive. I think I think she got it from I Ross, think, though. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I because I was consulted on the design of this water bottle, yeah. and I think it was like on sale, and there were multiple variations. We might have to take a picture of it. I'm proud of it because it has a bear on it and says Papa Bear, and then right underneath I have a I have a sticker of a bear that says Respect the Locals. I love. Did I get you that sticker? I think so. Maybe I think I did in I Colorado. Think you did. Yeah, I think yeah. you did. Um, we should take pictures of both our water bottles. That'd be cute. Yeah. Anyway, I so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna look up history of like reusable water bottles. Yeah. And then I was like, well, that's like a canteen, right? Yeah, and that there's something there. I was like, I'm gonna do all water bottles. Like I'm gonna all do skin? all water carrying things, and mm-hmm. then I eventually history of the bucket. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, I got to narrow it down. And I just decided on plastic water bottles because I saw the Wikipedia page for that one. And it was long and rife and had lots of good sources. Mm, I like that. So here we are. Mm, Let's um, talk. Talk. Um, I would like to point out that your method for choosing a podcast episode is not unlike a person who is bad at lying. (laughs) (laughs) Where you, you get into a panic state. And suddenly the world around you is choices. It's crazy. I don't understand how you live like this. Yeah. It's also whenever I choose to write an, like, an essay for school, mm-hmm. it'll just be like, I'll, I'll literally look around my room and be like searching for like words to occur to me. It's word association until I come up with something. See, and I'm, I'm so like... Someone's like, you have to do an essay on this. And I'm like, there's so many choices. And then I end up doing, like, this crazy broad thing. And I've done that, too. But, like, I don't want to get stuck in that hole. Like, recently, I told you about it. I wrote an essay on materialism. Yes. In in Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis. Though I did title it <laughs> Materialism in Frank Kafka's The Metamorphosis. This is my pal, Frank Kafka. Yeah. He writes, like, kind of spooky stories. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was a fine essay, and I, I in the notes, like, I couldn't resubmit the essay with the typo fixed, except I've noticed something that's, like, kind of psychotic that I do, is that <laughs> I'll turn in an essay, and then I'll look at it again, and I'll always notice problems, yep. even yep. if it's after the deadline, and I'll fix them in the document. Oh, that's interesting. Just for me to have, that's I like, guess. Actually, that was, I was like, yeah, I do the same thing, and then you said, and then I fix them, and yeah. I was like, oh. For me to have. It's like I'm trying, it's like a revisionist history for me to have. Like, I can I can yeah. always pretend that this is what I turned in instead of the ugly bad one. I am terrified for when I have to do my final submission of my thesis. I think I might just have to not look at it for a year. Um, water bottles. You came up with this in the weirdest way possible. <sighs> but here we are. But here we are. And honestly, I'm excited. Yeah. Today I don't have etymology for bottled water. It's water in a bottle. So I've been told. (laughs) Becca just did this shrug with what can only be described as, you know, the emoji who's like baring its teeth. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Like, yep. I don't know. 
I'm lost without my etymology. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the ancient origins. All right. Ooh. Ancient? Yeah. Bazinga. Okay. <laughs> the ancient Romans recognized the benefits of drinking and bathing in natural waters. Roman public baths were used for health, hygiene, and recreational purposes. And as their empire grew, baths were built throughout Europe from the Mediterranean to the Rhine to the Danube. And there are still, you know, modern spas that kind of grew from that mm-hmm. tradition. And bottled water initially grew from, like, a... Basically wanting to take the healing powers of mineral springs and spread them. I've heard this before. And sell them. <laughs> it's like I just awoke for the first time. Mm-hmm. As like a tonic. Because people would drink it, like obviously. But mm-hmm. like, it'd be like, here's some sp- some nasty sulfurous water. And they'd be like, perfect. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah. And there were, I mean, there were natural waters that were, I think, seen as magical because they wouldn't like actively get you sick. They would Ah. be, like, generally uncontaminated. That's fair. And so with waterborne illnesses such as cholera and typhoid around, there were people who decided to take this uncontaminated natural drinking water from springs Mm. and and spread them around. So, And that was back as far as, like, the 1500s. So they're not even, at that point, understanding germs. It's just this water is special Mm -hmm. and healing. That makes sense. Yeah. So, as someone who has had a waterborne illness, yeah, I, I had Gerardia. I'm sorry. If it, it like, if not for modern medicine, that was one of the times in my life where I was like, shoot, if we didn't have like electrolytes, I would be in a pretty bad position right now. <laughs> so cool. It was so bad. Yeah. So yeah, people would visit Mineral Springs, drink from Mineral Springs, mm-hmm. and the first bottling plant. recorded is the holy well bottling bottling plant in the united kingdom what would they put it in like plastic they have plastic glass yeah so it is widely believed that the selling of bottled water began in the plant in 1622 and the practice soon spread Mm. um and it spread even more as um like industrialism hit and Mm. there were like glass factories and that plant was called voss um we're gonna (laughs) I'm waiting for you to make, like, a lot of, like, very specific water jokes. Oh, I'm going to be... I <laughs> I watched the water guy. Water guy? There's this guy who he's, like, a uh, sommelier. <gasps> you know him? It? I was about... To, I was... Sommelier. What's his name? I, I'll find it because Jeremy I was going to... Jeremy Are there Strong? multiple? Jeremy Strong is the man who plays Kendall from You're Succession. Right. That's not who it is. I I'm, I'm going to find it. I got it. I've, I've watched many videos. Martin Reese? I don't know if that's Martin the Martin Reese guy. is the most famous one. Let me see a picture of him. Can't show me this man. Maybe it's like a growing <laughs> thing because I was gonna ready to make fun of it. but I think we should try a bunch of different... Oh, but then we have to buy them. And there's some expensive ones. Yeah. Yes, him. Yeah, Martin Reese. Martin Reese. I get him confused with the perfume guy. Oh. Who, I don't know who that is. But. I don't know his name, but I do know the McElroys make fun of him and the name of the character is Jeremy Stink. That might be where I'm... Where your Where my wires are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So, bottled water was sold for its medicinal value as well as a medical remedy in many pharmacies in Europe until the 1900s. That's interesting because I feel like we're kind of going back to that with all that, like, neuro water. Yep. (laughs) And it was... It's always been, like, you know, pseudoscience. Yeah. (laughs) But it's always been there. And a quote that I found that I like a lot um, was... So it was generally accepted that some medicinal value could be obtained from the drinking water because they do mm-hmm. have different minerals and vitamins and yeah. stuff like that. Well, especially trace minerals and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. if it's safe, then it's safe. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's a medical benefit. <laughs> yeah, and like mineral baths, like people, uh, you know, like there, there's some benefits to there. Be in a mineral bath. Um, at the very least, makes you feel good. Exactly. Yeah. So it was generally accepted that some med- medicinal value could be obtained from the drinking water. Um, even to the point that prominent physicians felt compelled to warn the public not to expect too much. Mm. It is certain, however, that drinking mineral waters could not do as much harm as the copious dosages of Bateman's pectoral drops, Daffy's elixir, or Venice treacle purchased daily in staggering quantities by members of all classes from apothecaries. All the weird patent medicines. Yeah. That was like they were like cocaine. (laughs) So it was the fine line that even old doctors had to had to toe where they were like, it's not gonna solve your cholera, but it's also not gonna 
hurt it. Well, that's what <laughs> I, modern medicine has to do that, too, where it's like, you can use crystals, sure, um, but also get chemotherapy mm-hmm. if you need it, where it's like, or they're like, don't use, stop putting silver in your eyes, please, please. But if you want to, sure, you can you can uh, okay. put essential oils on your arm, I guess. But, like, also if you break your arm, come in. Yeah, but just, like, trying not to offend anybody, trying not to get sued. Yeah, well, and or, also, like, libel. you don't want to, you want to keep the fringe at least, like, thinking you respect them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do respect them or whatever, so that they still uh, seek assistance when needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to take a little sidebar to talk about the invention of carbonated water, <gasps> which was pretty... Um, I've never had just... Wait. Carbonated what? water. What? Like, I've never had... Kayleen was saying in France that you just get... Like, getting still water is odd. Yeah. Like, everything's sparkling. Yeah. I've never had just sparkling water. Interesting. And sparkling water is different from, like, club mineral soda. water and club soda. Yeah, yeah, that's why I know I've never had sparkling water. Right. Because I've had club soda. But Interesting. I want to try it. I like LaCroix. Oh, then you'd probably like it. Then. And I'm... Okay. Let's talk about sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. Carbonated water, that is. So there are natural springs that have minerals that make it fizzy. Mm-hmm. And in an attempt to more closely replicate the mineral properties of natural springs, many people played with carbonation. And there, oh. I read like four or five articles that all kind of attributed different things to different people. Mm-hmm. But I like, you know how sometimes there's like five scientists who just figure out the same thing around the same time? Yeah, I love that. It's, it's like one of those. But um, one important development was made by Joseph Priestley, who his, he invented carbonated water independently and by accident in 1767. Wow. And he did this by, so he lived next to a brewery in Leeds, mm. England, where he became interested in the fixed air that lay over the liquids in the fermentation vats. Okay. So this is like beginnings of uh, chemistry as well. Um, He's noticing CO2, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm, carbon dioxide. Cool. And so he st- his studies with this gas involved the generation of carbon dioxide gas by pouring acid on chalk. Mm-hmm. He dissolved the gas in water and obtained an exceedingly pleasant sparkling water resembling seltzer water. Uh, he wrote of the peculiar satisfaction he found in drinking it. And in 1772, he published a paper entitled Impregnating Water with Fixed Air. <laughs> Same. Um Oh. No, just, can you imagine being a scientist and you're like pouring acid on stuff and then you're like something's coming off of this? Mhm. Hope seems fine and then you put it yeah. in something and then you consume it? It's bold. I've never it is bold. I've never created something in a laboratory that I'm like, "Oh, I I will eat this." The agar gel, I want to eat it. Yeah. But we put stuff in it that Makes it so we have to throw it away in a biohazard bin because it is a carcinogen. Mm-hmm. And I'm also I'm just imagining like, what if some what if Soda Stream started using the term impregnating water <laughs> with fixed air? Impregnate your body with impregnated water with fixed air. That's somebody's thing. Yeah, somebody likes impreg <sighs> water. So that's Joseph Priestley, and he ended up collaborating with Johann Jacob Schwepp mm. from Switzerland, I believe, uh, who collaborated with Joseph Priestley in developing aerated waters for commercial sale mm-hmm. beginning in the 1780s. And Schwepp's company still exists. That's, that's the famous ginger ale. Okay, I was going to say, I know the name Schwepp, but I was assuming it's like... You know with chocolate where it was like every single name in the creation process was like wait recognizable. What? That's that's true of bottled water. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, there's also some randomly big names like uh, despite like mineral water still being considered medicinal by the 1700s, mm-hmm. uh, his attempt to build like a whole business around sparkling water was not successful at first until. Erasmus Darwin, the grandfather of Charles Darwin, Whoa. began talking up the beverage, and it became started to become popular. That was actually so Darwin himself. That was like he was like the the latchkey dumb kid because they were like, "Hey, do religion," and he was like, "Sure," and then he was like, uh, "And then he was like, 
I'm going to go on a boat. So he was the black sheep of his family. Yeah, yeah. And they were, like, he wasn't, like, honoring his wealth because he wasn't, like, creating more. Cool. Which is funny because now how many people have a tattoo of Darwin? True. Isn't that weird? It's so weird how that works out. Um, Ole Erasmus. So, I, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, so he helped popularize the beverage. Um, Schwepp returned to Geneva and died in 1821. Just fun, I, I don't know. A fun fact. That's the, that's the timeline. And then in 1831, King William IV also adopted the beverage. Well, if the king does it. Then everybody. Then it's cool. As well. So yeah, subsequently carbonated water became very popular. Schweppes didn't necessarily this... see like huge success in his own lifetime oh. as much as we would have liked because he, you know. Because he tried real hard. He, well, yeah, and he yeah. was like a pioneer, but yeah. pioneers are rarely appreciated. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> Seems like a thing people say. It, well, they're rarely appreciated in, in their, their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, they're, Okay, mm-hmm. this wigs and gingerbread were all... A royalty did it, and everyone was like, oh, "Yeah, man, I gotta do it too." It's so funny. And then another kind of convergent scientist who was helping come up with carbonation was Thomas Henry, the father of William Henry, another huge scientist. Whoa, yeah. Um, he also developed methods for carbonation in his paper. Oh, this is a crazy one. Oh, I'm so excited. I love, I love <laughs> old paper titles. Let it rip. An account of a method of preserving water at sea, to which is added a mode of impregnating water in large quantities with fixed air for the use of the sick on board of ships and in hospitals. His recipe for making an artificial version of the water at at Piermont, Mm -hmm. um, which was a spa that had, like, their natural spring. I wonder why it was called Piermont. And his recipe is as follows. To every gallon of spring water, add one scruple of magnesia. (laughs) Wait, wait. I need to see if I have magnesia in my cupboard. That's me looking. Do you have a scruple? Oh, I have a scruple. Okay. 30 grains of Epsom salt. I'm counting. Two. Three. Okay, you can keep counting silently. 10 grains of common salt. Oh my gosh, I need to write this down. <laughs> and a few pieces of iron wire or filings. The operation- Oh, I have my, my filings pile. <laughs> I'm ready. What do I do next? The operation is then to proceed as in the process for impregnating water with fixed air. In the water, if it is does it have a methods one? <laughs> Not that's according like, to this website. That's like imagine, imagine if in a paper I was like, "Here's I got all my stuff for my DNA sequencing, and then I sequenced it like how you'd sequence it." This is like what Desert thinks recipes are like. <laughs> my husband, I love him to death, obviously, but he um he has a hard time with recipes, <laughs> and. This is probably, this is exactly what he feels um, like. And the water, if intended for keeping, must be put into bottles closely corked and sealed. Mm, bacteria. Yeah. It'll get you. Uh, so there's the sparkling water corner, um, which is we important should... because they figured out sort of, like, they helped industrialize the process of sparkling slash mineral water. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of maintained itself alongside the the still water gotcha. industry since the conception. Like, I, like... We should change the name of our podcast to like a really like a old science paper title. That would be funny. An investigation into many even natural <laughs> and unnatural phenomena as described. <laughs> our SEO would be even worse. It's already bad. So now I'm gonna mostly talk about United States bottled water. Yeah, because it is like somewhat more specific and it applies to us. Well, and we don't do as much sparkling as like everyone no, else no, in we Europe, don't. right? Yeah, and, like, the best sparkling water, quote-unquote, is made in other places. Yeah. Or the most famous kinds. But we also, yeah, just don't drink as much of it. Um, it's because elk keep dying in our water sources. And it was clean. Just kidding. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't read about this. So, the next phase of bottled water occurred in the United States in the first half of the 19th century as it became popular among fashionable Americans to take the waters. Have you heard of this? Um, I've I've heard that phrase, but I don't think I knew what it meant. So it just means bathing in and drinking mineral waters at resorts, like Saratoga Springs in New York Mm -hmm. and White Sulphur Springs in, like, West Virginia. Does the Catskills have it? I feel like... Probably. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the, like, really bougie spots in America, Mm. like, a lot of mountain locales have springs. Yeah. 
So, and in the U.S., Joseph Hawkins got the patent in 1809, and so he started. Okay, not related to Stephen, right? No. Hawkins. Hey, okay, that yeah. would be insane if oh, it was, like, like Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have Darwin and we have Henry and Schweppes. Yeah. So, in, in the 1950s, the practice of dip molding made glass bottles cheaper and more reliable. Okay. Do you know what they were shaped like? Like, were they like a Coke bottle or... Okay, they look to be pretty quintessential bottles. Like, you think of, like, a traditional, like, milk bottle. Oh, Glass okay. milk bottle. Like, smooth. There's no, like, waste. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Dip molding made the glass bottles cheaper and more reliable, and entrepreneurs began bottling specifically the popular waters from, like, Saratoga Springs and selling gotcha. them in drugstores. Uh, by this or time... Arrowhead? Arrowhead... I know it's not real, but, like, that's the thing where they're Yeah, like, oh. the idea is that Arrowhead water comes from, like, a particular spring, but we'll get into why that's, like, no. not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like champagne. It doesn't have to be from a place. <laughs> Boy, does it not. <laughs> like, the most popular water, Saratoga Springs, was producing more than 7 million bottles of water annually. Is that even the by the 1850s. The there's, there's a... Saratoga Springs isn't, but there's a town in Utah. That might be why I'm... <clears throat> and it's, like, a Native American name. Oh, and there's okay. different... There's, like, different springs water. There, there's a... I think it might just be called Natural Spring Water. Amazing. Which is a Nestle company. Oh. Yeah. Uh, also, like, Nestle owns 51 subsidiary companies. Not just, like, yeah. that's including all things, but that includes, like, four or five water bottle companies. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at most individual brands, most of them are ultimately owned by a huge business owned by an investment company. I was going to say, isn't it, what's the black something? Yeah, yeah. Our whole country is run by the same 100 people. Yeah. Um, BlackRock? BlackRock. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. And Vanguard sounds... is a big one for... Uh, yeah. For food. I read one article that was kind of just trying to break down the, like, United States government's involvement in, like, oh. all of the claims the companies were making mm -hmm. and, like, how geological um, societies have played into it. And by and large, bottled water is a completely different evolution from, like, tap water systems. Okay. Like, they didn't... They didn't talk at all. Interesting. <laughs> and they're still ruled by different systems. Oh, wow. Because um, I hear, the thing you hear most is, oh, don't buy Evian or whatever, Evian, mm -hmm. because it's just tap water. Yeah. But that's interesting that they were, like, different pathways. Yeah. Until, until like, big business found a way to profit off of. Yeah. Oh, wait, we can just bottle this. Exactly. Oh, you fixed the water? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. And so, yeah, bottled water is regulated by the Food and Drug Administration in the United States, and ta tap water is regulated by the Environmental Protection Agency. Gotcha. And the, Although, and the Environmental Protection Agency is actually a lot stricter. I was going to say the EPA also just lost the ability to uh, have jurisdiction over navigable waters of the United States. Oh. The Supreme Court narrowed that definition. Interesting. And so we're about to deal with a lot more pollution in our water sources. Because cool. they no longer have jurisdiction. So it used to be stricter. Cool. Yay! I love being immediately rendered irrelevant by the decisions of six people. Uh-huh. So as bottling and distribution grew cheaper, more Americans turned to bottled water as an alternative to the questionable output from early urban water systems. That's fair. So early days, I mean, earliest days, bottled water was seen as a better alternative to yeah. whatever was near you. Safer. <laughs> Safer, yeah. And it probably was, because early, early water supply mm -hmm. got very messy. Mm -hmm. And the late 19th century saw the creation of a flurry of spring water companies. Some of the brands, like Arrowhead and Ozarka, are still on the market today. Wow. And from that article I was talking about, the U.S. Geological Survey recorded the production of mineral water for many years in its assessments of the nation's mineral resources, but often commented unfavorably on extravagant claims of therapeutic value. Yeah. So I think even by the, like, 1900s, people were starting to realize that this water isn't going to cure our sicknesses, even by the 1800s. Yeah. But... But tastes good. But tastes good. And then the development of safe and potable municipal supplies in American cities, including the advent of water chlorination. So we started mm -hmm. adding chlorine to water, which made it not, like... Deadly. Not deadly to us. Um, <laughs> it led to the decline of operations 
in the United States during the twenties and the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties. That makes sense. I wonder how at home water filters have changed the water. I wonder if the water bottle industry dislikes Brita. Yes. Oh, yes. One hundred percent. Because it's directly their competitor market. Yeah. Wow. Well, and the thing too with like modern water bottle companies is that in a world that doesn't really need them anymore, unless you do live in like Flint, Michigan, and yeah. whatever, in or in a in a country that doesn't really need them anymore, they are manufacturing the demand for it. Also. Yeah. Same with like it, a it, lot it of became, cosmetics too. And we'll I'll I'll talk about that too. Is that like. Around the 70s, people started to get pretty creative with trying to market water. Gotcha. I like smart water. I agree. It tastes good. But, like, the whole where they're like, we're the purest. We're reverse osmosis. It becomes like, okay. it becomes very, like, sensory commercials. Yeah. But, yeah. So, and Saratoga Springs remained the major source of bottled water during the 19th and early 20th centuries. And large wells started being drilled for the production of par- carbon dioxide to also be used in the manufacture of soda pop and other drinks. Gotcha. Oh, soda would be interesting, too. Yeah, and it, that is also, like, a slightly different thing. Mm-hmm. And as soda pop became more popular, mineral water became less popular. Yeah. Until they had to start marketing it as an alternative to soda pop and Got it. and an alternative for, to alcohol. And that's still largely where it kind of sits. Yeah. Um, is like, a, I imagine tons of seltzer water sales are just from, like, sober people who go to bars. <laughs> So people, it, like, declined in popularity after clean water became widely available to people yeah. from their municipalities. Oh, that's, that means the water bottle, like, industry is also anti-clean water. Yeah. For of. all. Well, and that's something, too, is that bottled water in families is, like, you, you definitely hit something on the head earlier, is that, like, Specifically, Latin American families are, mm-hmm. like, some of the biggest consumers of bottled water. Yeah, because it's safer. Or yeah. it's perceived as safer, especially when you come from a location that does not have safe tap water. Exactly. That was in Vanuatu. We drank so much bottled water because the tap water could make you very, very ill. Yeah, and this is this is true of African American uh, communities, too. One study showed that African-American and Latino parents were three times more likely to give their children mostly bottled water compared to white children. I wonder if part of it, too, would be even if your family's been in America for generations, if you're from a location with, like, higher amounts of poverty, if your water tends to be less safe or tends to taste worse. I think there, yeah, I think yeah. there is... More than just where you come from, but even mm-hmm. just, like, the city you happen to live in and mm-hmm. the income bracket. In the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, not that any of this is unreasonable. It's just, like, yeah. inequitable. Mm-hmm. And so, like, no judgment on the f- people who yeah, are buying exactly. bottled water for their families. It, it just, it is tied to yeah. income inequality. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those things where, I don't know, I'm never going to be mad at someone for getting bottled water, but I do think the industry... <laughs> Well, yeah, issue. I'm going to be mad at a company. For yeah, like... I'm not going to be mad at, like, this person. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And um, there was a decline in, like, the early 1900s as okay. safer water became more available. And then... Are we still glass at this point? Yes, okay. until 1973, when DuPont engineer Nathaniel Wyeth patented polyethylene terephthalate. Ter- terephthalate? You, it's like you shouldn't be allowed to put a PH and agreed. a TH yes. next to each other. That's that you said that word like you were sliding into home base. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like the I, I mean, was I definitely like, like tripped. Yeah. <laughs> so it's known as PET. Yes. So PET plastic has pretty much entirely replaced glass. It was the first plastic bottle to withstand the pressure of carbonated liquids. Okay, so we were in the seventies. Um, my grandma. Having a great time. Yeah? Yes. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> happy for her. So, during the past several years, the bottled water industry of the United States has made a significant comeback following nearly a half century of dormancy. So, like, 
I'd imagine during the Great Depression, too, they probably ran into some issues. Yeah. And, like, Stillwater had even more issues because there was a pretty revolutionary ad campaign in the 70s from Perrier. Oh, because it became fancy. It became super fancy. They were able to raise the prices and sell more. So the success of bottled water marketing can be seen by Perrier's transformation of a bottle of water into a status symbol. That's how the article phrased it. In 1977, the firm hired Bruce Nevins, a 40-year-old ex-Special Forces officer and former Levi Strauss executive, to relaunch the brand (laughs) to the American market with a blitz of television ads voiced by Orson Welles. Whoa. You know who Orson Welles is? Yes. Director of Citizen Kane. Yeah, no, that's why I'm Huge star. Confused. It's kind of a great ad. Like, it wow. makes Perrier look appealing. And it's from yeah. the 70s. Well, the 70s, I feel like there was a lot of, like, uh, pulls for glamour. Like, we weren't appealing very often to the natural side of things. Because we had just done that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the 70s were like, but what if it was, like, sparkly? Yeah. What if you were wearing, like, a fancy dress? Yeah. So sparkling yeah. water became much more popular. And, like, still water kind of decreased. But now... Stillwater has come up again. Yeah. Um, Although there's a lot of those, I've seen a lot of um, probiotic soda and sparkling water. Yeah. And so I feel like that health food market the is health- also building for sparkling. Oh, totally. Oh, it tastes so bad. Have you ever had a probiotic soda? No. Not good. I, is that, does, are you also talking about kombucha? Not no, I'm not talking about kombucha. I'm talking about like Olipop. There's oh, a lot of like soda yeah, alternative companies, and their whole thing is, it's like Lacroix but tastier, and also we put bacteria in it, <laughs> and it tastes fine. It just it has this horrifying aftertaste that kombucha doesn't have. I believe it. Yeah. Is it because it's artif- like I don't know what it is. Kombucha is like rounder. I feel like <laughs> sure. I don't know. It's kind of sharp. Um, yeah. So I do think that there was like some some kind of sketchy stealth advertisement stuff going on that once again made people suspicious of their top water. Yes. And that contributed to buying bottled water. Also just decreased palatability. People just don't like the taste of tap water. I filter all my tap water. I do too. So people have gotten more picky in that respect and that has contributed to the rise why we have now 400 billion bottles of water made a year. And the whole (laughs) the soft water industry. Yes. Yes. So um, recent action has mostly been in the so-called value-added or enhanced water segment. Nice. And this is also divided into two subcategories, flavored water and functional water. Hmm. Um, So flavored water may be still or sparkling and contains fruit juices or herbs to add a little pizzazz to what would otherwise taste like water. Yeah. And then the functional category edges more into like supposed nutrition like you were talking about. Um, probiotic, caffeine, vitamins, herbal extracts. This one makes you think better. Exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely... And then I look at the back and it's like elderberries. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay. It's just elderberries. So that's definitely a more recent trend and kind of where we sit right now. Like I mentioned LaCroix earlier. That's, and that's like... more of a status symbol one, but yes. it's also flavored. And yeah, you get all these different crazy kinds of water. I feel like that's where we sit with food right now, too. A lot of food, it's... It's not food for the sake of food. It's like people are people this need bread a is take. better yeah. because it has vitamin whatever yeah. instead of just being like it's bread. Everything needs a perspective mm-hmm. because the act of consuming is no longer worth it on its own because mm-hmm. we've made consuming a moral negative. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy because we need well, it to want, survive. They, the way they convince us to consume as much as possible. Yeah. Is by shaming us for consuming the wrong things. Uh-huh. So eat this. Bite the man. Yeah. Eat what you want. That's my... Eat what you want. You heard it here first, folks. Please. Yeah. So, and a lot of, like, the the now current bottled water companies were soda companies trying to respond to the reduced market share that came from, like, Perrier kind of edging in onto their business. Yeah. Like, European companies coming in. So Dasani was a... Coca wait, actually let me check. Dasani is Coca-Cola because yeah. my high school had Dasani and we were sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah, so Dasani is Coca-Cola and I believe Aquafina is Pepsi Cola. I believe so. So Oh the Dasani water at my high school was we would have 
whole grain Domino's pizza. Yeah. Every like for lunch, you could either go to the lunchroom, which cost money, and so I a lot a lot of money, so I didn't eat lunch there. Mm-hmm. Or you could go to these carts, and the carts would have tepid whole grain Domino's pizza and like Takis and uh-huh. Dasani water and like sometimes chips, like other chips. Uh huh. And I ate. A lot of that. Well, not a lot, but when I when I decided to, I would to, I would end up with a Dasani water bottle and a piece of cold pizza, and I was like, "This sucks." I've definitely had that experience. I I am an outlier in that I like the taste of Dasani water. Oh yeah, you that told me this before. A deeply unpopular opinion. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I prefer it to. I I actually hate Arrowhead. I don't like Arrowhead at all, and mm. I don't like Aquafina either. I don't like, oh, there's one that I don't like that, oh, Fiji. I don't like Fiji water very much. Interesting. I like it when it's cold, but the second it's not cold, I'm like, ooh, what the heck? Yeah. Because for me, I feel like the ones that pretend to come from the mountains, the Aquafina and the Arrowhead, mm-hmm. I'm like, this doesn't taste like it came from the mountains. And, like, it's pretending yeah. to be something that it's not versus I feel like Dasani is very forward about the fact that, that it's, filtered. like, different from yeah, other water <laughs> i feel like smart water does that too where it's like exactly it's like listen we just took the water you normally have and got rid of more mm-hmm. i also this is just something i feel like we should mention do you have anything about fluoride i i not a lot so go for it but that's i've that probably increased the market i'm guessing for bottled water is the fluoride oh the panic panic yes because fluoride is good and it's mm-hmm. good it's in our water supply and mm-hmm. i'm grateful it's in our water supply some people think it's evil. I mean, to be fair, the government hasn't always been upfront with us, but for this one, it seems fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I know of people in my hometown who only would filter their water or would drink uh, bottled water because of a fear of fluoride. Yeah, no, that's fair. And so I am going to list. There's like different types of bottled water Ooh. or things that like they're advertised as. And nowadays, there was a study that determined that like. What are the consumer factors that lead people to buy bottled water versus tap water mm-hmm. or one kind of bottled water versus others? It was like an analysis of 14 different brands. And they basically just came up with aesthetics. Aesthetic factors mm. are the driving force behind most purchases of bottled water. Consumer demand for water that looks clean and tastes good readily explains why bottled water s- sales are more concentrated in geographic areas where the aesthetic quality of water is poor. Oh, so well, there's parts of Utah that have like cloudy water. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so in places where the water just looks kind of different or just doesn't seem as good, they're yeah. going to buy bottled water. Oh, have you ever been somewhere where the water smells like sulfur? I feel like Vegas, mm-hmm. the water smells yeah. like sulfur. And yeah. some towns in California, the well water is, oh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you know, the advertising agenda for bottled water, like bottled water. In, like, just Nestle sales mm-hmm. was four and a half billion dollars last year. Wow. Like, it is a massive, massive industry. Well, and I've heard of people who wash their hair with bottled water. Yeah. Or yeah. I've also heard people claim that sparkling water increases hair growth, which it doesn't. But, like, that sort of angle of, like... Yeah, companies are eager to increase any, mm-hmm. like, unease about tap yeah. water. Also, I learned a new word when I was on this Wikipedia page called organoleptics, which organoleptic properties are the aspects of food, water, or other substances that create an individual experience via the senses. So taste, sight, smell, and touch. (laughs) Fun. The organoleptics of these different waters are different. Yeah. And so there's alkaline water, which Mm. this type has increased pH levels produced through electrolysis. And I'm not here to tell you whether one of these is better than the other. They're all they're all kind of like similar. Uh, like I don't think they're you're, all the same. Yeah, yeah, just drinking a different type of water than another type of water isn't going to change your life in any meaningful way. The only real thing is cold water can lead to like stomach aches and stuff because of like blood distribution and mm-hmm. whatnot. But like I've read before because the pH thing. Hey, fun fact: your stomach. Guess what? It's full of like hardcore acid. Like yeah. it's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it does taste different. Yeah. And, okay, and there's also artesian water, which is water that originates from a confined aquifer that has mm-hmm. been tapped. Um, then there's groundwater, which is from an underground force that is under a pressure equal to or greater than atmospheric pressure. Ooh. Mineral water. A geyser. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Um, mineral water is from a mineral spring that contains various minerals, or minerals are added. <laughs> um, purified water is pretty self-explanatory. There are different processes for this. Um, so distillation, deionization, reverse osmosis. So also, these are all like general terms, but also water companies can get away with putting basically anything they want to onto mm-hmm. their packaging because most companies can get away with putting whatever they want to on their packaging. Uh, so many unless words it's like, mean nothing yeah, because of advertising. Like organic. Like unless it's specifically legislated mm-hmm. from the Food and Drug Administration. All natural. You can say anything you want. Yeah. Um, so even purified can mean a million yeah. different things. Can water be non-kosher? Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? You don't have to. I just was thinking of different categories. Because you said purified, and I was like, I wonder if you prayed over something, if you could call it purified. Well, because then there's, like, the holy water argument. is like, how big, how much water do you need before it can't all be covered underneath Mm -hmm. one priest? Mm -hmm. Well, it has to be a really powerful priest. Or a really big one. Yeah. Bottled water can be non-kosher, because it also has to do with the facilities that things are made in. Oh, that makes sense. So, sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry, team. Um, Why do you apologize? For the Jewish people. Oh, that they can't have all of the bottled water? Yeah. It doesn't sound like they would want to. to. No. Okay, sparkling water is technically different from mineral water. Didn't know that. Which makes sense. Well, because most mineral Uh, water is sparkling. But there can be still mineral water. Yes. So you could have a mineral sparkling water. Yes. Could you... Is club soda... I don't think it's mineral. I was going to say, is it just plain water with carbonation? It's just plain... Yeah, it just has carbon dioxide without Mm. other stuff in it. And like regular stuff that's in purified water it's yeah. not distilled but yeah. sparkling water contains the same amount of carbon dioxide that it had at emergence from the source the carbon dioxide may be removed and replenished after treatment so you can add carbon dioxide Fun. later I, that's so... and most people do so yeah those are some terms <laughs> for you amazing uh thank you for the terms and then controversies around bottled water um, it's basically no bottled water is actually where you think it came from. Yeah. Um, it's estimated that up to 64% of bottled water in the United States comes from municipal water systems. So tap Ooh. water in the, most companies charge around 30 times more per gallon for bottled water than tap water. So 30 times, it's like a massive markup. Well, and that makes the, uh, like the fear mongering so much worse. Because it is also negatively impacting the people who are afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And and the third of, bottle, of bottled waters in the U.S. that are bottled at the source also tend to be problematic because they'll occur in places with water shortages. Yep. Um, this is one of the, like, dozen controversies that Nestle has bo- been boiled, has been broiled in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just, like, briefly list them. You in... can say boiled because it's water. Thank you. I'll keep it in then. <laughs> You've done it. Sometimes I do think it's funny when you're like, we'll cut that out. And then I say another thing and then you can't cut it out anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you noticed? Because where... no context, because like the context is important. Yep. <laughs> yep. We have so many conversations that hinge on like a single word. It's annoying. Of it's us. annoying. Everything we stop. say should be disposable. Oh, something. This is something I keep on. It keeps on floating to the top of my mind and then it dissipates whenever you're quiet. And then I, I forget. Yeah. And I go, what was I going to say? Um. You know how when you drink water in a glass and you leave it, like, on your nightstand? Yes. And you know how it tastes different later? Yeah. It's because it, um... It absorbs stuff from the air, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it becomes less, uh... It either either becomes less alkaline or more alkaline with time. I think it probably becomes more alkaline. I'm glad you said that because I don't have that on my document. What? what? No, I sorry. I like I'm me being, saying I'm being, I know I believe you. It's just me saying pH and re- reaching both of my hands pH. towards the ceiling felt so stupid. I had to like just like take a beat. Yeah. Okay, so Nestle, one of their things is, <laughs> um, for years Nestle has gained access to spring water sites by either obtaining a permit to extract groundwater for itself or buying from smaller companies who extracted the water from the ground. Depending on the state, the application fee and permit to pump this groundwater would cost as little as $115 for a one-time fee, or $2,100 per year. Last year, like I mentioned, Nestle Water's North American sales were worth $4.5 billion. And also... So basically, it costs them nothing mm -hmm. 
Nothing. And it's not just that they're taking water. They're also creating the bottles, shipping the water, which is how much in fossil fuels? Because guess what water is? It's heavy. Yeah. And the plastic wrap on the bottle, like containers, the flats, it is. And they're also, um, one of their main pipelines is in Strawberry Creek, California. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've heard, but California is going through a little bit of a drought. She has been for a while. For a very long time. I think time. we're technically out of it, but, like, also on the cusp yeah. of another. Yeah, and Strawberry Creek specifically, yeah. according to the Forest Service, their, like, Nestle's activities left Strawberry Creek impaired. <laughs> yep. While the current water extraction is drying up surface water resources. And not to be an entomologist about this, but do you know how important, like, streams are? Two ecosystems. Very. There's bugs in the water. There's bugs next to the water. There's things that eat the bugs in the water. There's things that eat the bugs next to the... Like, it is... Like, the there's all pin. those people and humans. Like, yeah. humans well, don't saying, have water. Like, it, yeah. like no, like, it Everyone's, hurts everything. Yeah. The plants are hurting. The stream is hurting. The bugs are hurting. The people are... It's, yeah. yeah. And there's, like, actually, like, a massive... There's uh, a Isn't New York... There a lawsuit? There's a million lawsuits going on. <laughs> there's always. <laughs> and in, like, a dozen different states... They're like journalists have uncovered corruption and like individual forest agents and politicians being paid off by Nestle. Yeah. Because another thing that they would do is they would they would get rights to a certain amount of water and then just use more, just yeah. take more mm-hmm. with like zero oversight or well, accountability. Water rights are so hairy. Yeah. We're already, um, I'm sure this is something that's covered in a lot of Western states classes, but I know we have some people who listen on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. But the four corners where you have, what is it, Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and... New Mexico? New Mexico. Yeah. We have X amount of water, but like 150% of that water is claimed. Yeah. And so we don't have enough. We've never had enough, but we have always spread it. Thinner than it needs to be. Yep. And so it sucks when we have these crazy snow, snow seasons and, like, we're getting weird weather events. And it's cool that we're able to fill up our reservoirs, but in all likelihood, uh, they are not going to main, be maintained. And they're also, like, those crazy weather events can swing either way. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's... It's so bad. So don't buy from Nestle. Yeah. Like, this is one thing Which I is will... Hard. I, it's hard. It's very hard. It's actually really hard. They and I don't lot. blame the individual. Yeah. But if you care, then that might be something you can do to make yourself feel a little better. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because I've, I've, I've heard some yeah. really messed up things in the world. But, like, today's little Nestle, mm-hmm. like... A little window into their... Into their operations yeah. made me, like, angrier than I've felt in a very long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> also, just generally, environmentally... Single-use bottle wa- bottled water systems consume up to 90 times more energy than tap systems. Wow. Just like that's just pure energy. Yeah. Depends on the place. Depends on the company. Mm-hmm. Estimates vary wildly. It's at least 10 times. Well, like, bare minimum. On, depends on how much they have to do to get the tap water. Right. Because there are some places in California where it's going miles in aquifers because wells dry up. Yeah. Um, also... Roughly 80% of plastic water bottles in the U.S. are not recycled. Most yeah. countries around our level of development have at least 50% recycling rates. So our 20% is really abysmal. And it's not even, oh, people aren't recycling them. It's, it's people also, put them in the recycling and then they get thrown away. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Also, the loss of even the stuff that is recovered, about 25% of that material is is lost. I've seen a push to um with some companies using aluminum like liquid death does that that. Mm -hmm. and it is true aluminum is more recoverable Mm -hmm. than plastic but it's still not great like yeah yeah so that's something if you're like i need if that's something you want to do i like this is totally up to the listener to the consumer well and this is like this whole topic is something we talk about constantly yeah. which is ethical consumption yep. which we both recognize is ultimately impossible yeah. you cannot live in the world without making something yeah. bad like yeah. <laughs> but you can mitigate yeah and so we're yeah. 
And if this you have, is just information, you know, yeah. it's just information. <laughs> Do with it what you will. Well, my big thing is if you have, I have like eco anxiety or whatever. Yeah. Because I read a lot of scientific articles and mm-hmm. they're, it's not good mm-hmm. what's happening. But making small decisions like this, even if I know they're nothing, makes me feel a little better and my mental health is worth it. Yeah. No, yeah. That's completely fair. Um, also, it takes 17 million <laughs> barrels of oil a year to produce bottled water. Yeah, sometimes we lot. forget that plastic is, uh, like, it doesn't, like, come out of the ground. It's made of fossil fuels. Yeah, it's yeah. made of fossil fuels. <laughs> and it also, it also takes between 1.39 to 3 liters of water to produce 1 liter of bottled water. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing good about wow. it. Like, just get a filter and use a reusable bottle. I love my Brita filter. I think, no, this is, you know, I said I buy like four bottles of water a month as a treat i think i'm gonna stop doing that (laughs) (laughs) i truly my brita i think my brita water tastes better than bottled water too like to be perfectly frank you can think that you don't think so i think it tastes good it tastes better than tap i just especially the tap water here yeah so that's my little like angry sad corner oh this is like, the history was so fun. It was. And then advertising got involved. Remember Erasmus. <laughs> Erasmus was cool. Schweppes was cool. Erasmus was... Scientific innovation. Scientific innovation is cool. Is cool. Oh, yeah. Erasmus Darwin, like, generally speaking. Yeah, no. A cursory glance Fine. at his Wikipedia page makes you think. Yeah. He, um... He did something. Yeah, I and mean, he didn't do something. What are you gonna do? The Enlightenment era was complicated. It was very complicated. Uh, there are there so I mean there are places that are trying to combat the use of um of bottled water. Cool. Uh, the town of Concord, Massachusetts, became the first in the United States in 2012 to ban the sale of bottled water entirely. Wow. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is sales of non-sparkling, unflavored drinking water. So mm-hmm. it doesn't cover everything, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, there are a couple of universities, like University of Vermont, who has adopted this plan also. Yeah. And, oh, and then in 2019, the town of West Tisbury, Massachusetts, banned, like, all single-serve plastic bottles for all kinds of beverages, including wow. soft drinks. Hey. It's cool. Massachusetts is, like, kind of on the cutting edge. There were multiple other towns that followed this trend, mm-hmm. which makes total sense to me. That feels like a Massachusetts thing to do. <laughs> It's funny because the East Coast has way less water scarcity. Like New Jersey. Do you know how much water is in New Jersey? Lots. It's insane how high their water table is. Like, it is, you don't have to dig very deep to hit fresh, like, good water. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting that the East Coast is taking that lead. Huh. Whereas us in Utah are like, we have no water. The cattle are dying. The cattle we brought here who have no food are dying. Let's sprinkle all of our lawns at noon mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you complain about it, certain institutions will claim that that's not what's happening, even though I walk on the institution's campus. <laughs> Figure that one out. It's a riddle. Uh, and I did want to just give a brief shout out to... Iconic water sommelier and internet personality Martin Reese. He seems really cool. Because I watched an 11 minute Nat Geo documentary about him. Well, he has like knowledge. Yeah. It's not just someone being like, this one tastes different. No, he can genuinely, like, he can determine certain minerals. Mm -hmm. He kind of, I think he pioneered a standard or the like uh the german institution that certified him uh they have like a standard called tds or total dissolved solids oh yes and that's part of what determines the flavor of the water he did a youtube video with two personalities i follow danny gonzalez and curtis connor yeah and he was very the entire like he was like this is not to say that tap water is bad no, he He's says so that he normally open. drinks tap yeah, water he generally prefers it yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and i because they were kind of, I could tell, especially, like, I don't know. It just, there was, like, some hesitancy. They were hesitancy. super wary, yeah. And then he was like, no. Because nobody wants to spread misinformation mm-hmm. or make anybody feel lesser. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not drinking the right kind of water. Like, that's crazy. He was like, if you want an experience, this is an option. But also, I like my tap water. And here's ways you can make your tap water taste better. And that's the end of the documentary, too. He was like, water is probably is, is the most important beverage in the world. It's and true. I want it to be accessible for everybody. Water is amazing. It is absolutely insane how different it is from, like, every other chemical. 
Yeah. Yeah. Polarity. Polarity. Polarity, surface tension. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot going for it. The fact it expands when it freezes. We don't talk about that enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do have a few jokes for you. I'm unsurprised. It's crazy how you can, like, the internet's wild. I just searched water bottle jokes. And there were, and they, they Is this an advertisement for the internet? <laughs> yes. You're like, the internet's insane. Think of something. Anything. I can look it up. <laughs> like, sounds of typing. Water bottle jokes. Yeah. An empty water bottle walks into a bar. Okay. The bartender says, go home, you're drunk. Because <laughs> it's empty? Yeah. Um... How big are water bottles in North Korea? How big? <laughs> One supreme liter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that did psychic damage. <laughs> Ever wonder why Republicans use two hands when they're drinking out of a water bottle? Why? To prevent it from trickling down. Oh, that's funny. That's good. Get it? Yeah. Trickle down economics, am I right? <laughs> water. Oh, man. Water. Water. What are you doing tonight? Wait. Water you doing tonight? Actually don't know. I'll be at your house and a movie will happen. Yeah, that's the way it tends to go. It's true. Becca comes around and she's, I was like, oh, do you want to put something on? And she was like, yeah, well, what do you want to watch? And I was like, oh, we were like, whatever. And then she was like, oh, let me check my letterbox. And I was like, oh, a movie. Because yeah. normally, for me, that's like, oh, what episode of a TV show? Or like, oh, what YouTube channel do you want to watch? Nope. Movie. Movie. And it was fun. Movie, an event. You Movie, got a whole not story. thing to watch. Not true. <laughs> okay, we gotta end. We Somehow. do. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, hey, Becca. Yes. Tegan. When you. What's in your water bottle right now? Water. Uh huh. What's normally in your water bottle? Water. What's normally with the water, Becca. You mean what's sometimes in my water bottle? It's in your water bottle a lot more than it's in my water <laughs> bottle. Crystal light? Becca's a crystal light addict. I haven't <laughs> actually drink, drunk very much lately. Maybe that's why you've been so sad. Maybe. I've been drinking a lot of elderflower. <laughs> cordial? Cordial. With mineral water. Wow. Maybe, sparkling mineral Is that water. giving you the, um, what do they call it in the olden days? Like the malaise? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that has been the, the source of my malaise. Yeah. What I think if, it might also be like the future looming and no. like a writer's strike going on Nuh-uh. and like a loss of faith in my chosen career path and in yeah. art. Well, as, no, that's like happy yet. As like a potential. It's not like your friends are moving and. Oh, yeah. Your life is like changing. Gonna be different. I'm gonna be. Alone. You're moving physically, and I'll never apartment. find love. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same old. But it's probably the crystal light. Yeah, I'll. I'll yeah, you I'll should drink, drink more crystal light. Some crystal Hi, light. I'm a doctor. Not yet, but so, but like half. Are you? Oh, you're gonna be insufferable when you're a doctor. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so annoyed. I think it would also be funny if I'm like, wait, who's that? Who's that guy in the black suit, sunglasses? Is that Mr. Nestle? <laughs>